Welcome to the Kelly Cardenas Podcast, where attitude is everything. On today's show, I'm going to get it right, Dave. I'm going to get it right. I got faith in you. Dave Pachkowski. Nailed it. Said it right off the bat. Now, the cool thing is, is I believe in uh, a three concept in life that, that will make you uh, successful in every, anything. Number one, be kind. Contribute to every single person that you possibly can. Number two, make friends. And number three, just stay curious, right? Mm. And the cool thing is, is the way that we met, Dave, is exactly in line with that. Um, there was a, a friend, a mutual friend of ours named Justin. I was on the podcast with him. Um, I got a chance to be interviewed on his. I interviewed them for mine. Um, and it was just something that I asked him at the end. I said, you know, like, how can I serve you guys? And I made a friend for life. I told them that I was going to force them to be my friend for the rest of their life. Well, a couple months later, I didn't ask for it, but they introduced me to what I didn't know was my two-door-away neighbor. Crazy. And it was amazing because right when we started talking, I knew that I wanted to have you on the podcast because it wasn't about what you did, but about who you are. And I could see your heart right off the bat, but you're a master at what you do. You're in the, uh, the physical therapy uh, uh, space, um, but you do it on a different level. And I just want to, I want to congratulate you on it. You're building the business. You're growing at a, an amazing rate. And again, you're doing things that are uncommon. Can you tell us how you got into the space in the first place? Yes. Yeah, thanks so much for those words. First off, Kelly, I'm uh, so stoked to be on here. I love how, uh, how we got connected. And uh, when you asked me to come on, it was a no brainer on my end. Uh, really honored to be on. Uh, but how, how I got started in, in this space is, uh, like a, like a lot of people, I think that get into this space, uh, grew up in athletics and, and sports and I always knew I wanted to work with the body and, uh, happened to kind of stumble my way into, into physical therapy school, which isn't something you necessarily stumble into a, a doctorate program, but my mom kind of pushed me into it when I was like, Oh, I just want to work with athletes and train. She's like, maybe go this, uh, physical therapy route. So a big thanks to my, my mom on that of, uh, guiding me into a, uh, a, a career that's a little more, uh, uh, can have a little different impact than the the strength conditioning route is a, a hard hard field to get into, but uh, I quickly realized I was out of place because of that too. And I was I was looking around in PT school and, and nothing against classmates or anything, but I was like a uh, like a Ferrari with a bunch of Priuses of like I, I'm like I want to get people strong and lifting heavy and doing these things, and it, it just wasn't that in PT school. And I quickly found that uh, getting out of school and working for a, a private practice that our healthcare system's really broken. Uh, the insurance model's really, really broken. And uh, it was just a, a disservice for people that were coming in and uh, insurance was cutting them off from, from visits early. People weren't getting, people weren't able to get better. We, to make ends meet in the insurance model, you got to see two, three, four people an hour sometimes just to, just to get by. And I was like, this is not, this is not what I, what I went to school for. This is not what I, I signed up for. So, uh, Fast forward to 2017 when uh, we moved out here and started uh, uh, started inside out for uh, you know I knew it could be done better in a in a true one on one format in a way that uh, help people actually get all the way back to the things that they want not uh, not insurance uh, ripping the ripping the carpet out of people before uh, before they got a chance to get all the way better so that's a you know, long story short of uh, of what really inspired me to to start a start our physical therapy practice in a way that. Uh, you know, we can focus more on the relationships. We can really get to know our people, get to know their families. And uh, that was very important for us when we started it. So help me, because there's a lot of people out there that are listening. Think about uh, physical therapy. And they're like, okay, so if you get injured, you go see you. 
Um, or if I'm a high-level performance athlete, I go and see you. But what I love about what your practice is, and we before we started recording, um, I was actually, for those of you out there listening or even watching, um, I was going to name the, the episode Outside In because the reason why I say it is because I, I believe that Dave is able to connect with someone on the outside. And then when you touch you and you talk to you for five minutes, you instantly start to see who you are, right? And it was funny because as we said it, you're such a nice guy. And I said, outside in, going that way. And you were like, eh, kind of, but it's inside out. And I said, okay. And help me to understand this because, again, I think that a lot of barrier to physical therapy is I'm hurt, I go to phys- physical therapy. I'm a professional athlete, I go to physical therapy. But what you've helped me to understand is physical therapy is for everybody, can you help to dispel this myth or to help us to understand why a person out there listening that doesn't have any ailments that maybe wants to live a better life should choose uh, physical therapy? Absolutely. Yeah, you nailed it. I think physical therapy uh, definitely is for everyone. Now, the the thing we picture when we hear physical therapy, though, is I'm sure a lot of us have the picture of like, I got in a car accident, I had surgery, I see a you know the, the typical physical therapy image that gets painted out there is you walk in and there's all these like old ladies with uh, ankle weights on doing their like knee kicks and marches and those things too. And like, yes, that, that is physical therapy and it's a, a needed, you know, needed thing for that, that population. But we want to flip the script on that too. And we, we work with uh, anyone really looking to, to stay active as they, as they age and either get out of pain. A lot of you know, chronic pain is rising in terms of back injuries, knee issues, shoulder issues. Those are the big three we tend to see. And even if you have ailments or aches and pains, that's that's not normal either. People think like, oh, well, my back just hurts. Isn't it supposed to hurt? It, it gets tight when I wake up and it loosens up. It's, that's something that's totally fixable and something that, that we see for anyone looking to, to maintain a level of activity for whether that's doing CrossFit, running marathons. Uh, we see all our, uh, our, our crazy, we love them, crazy uh, ultra marathoners and endurance athletes and those things. But even the people just going to the F45s, the Orange Theories, those gyms, uh, anyone looking to stay healthy, stay fit, set an example for their family and, and do it in a way that they can maintain that because at some point, usually injury or pain can, can kick in. And there are ways to avoid that though, proactively, even by, uh, by proper exercise programming, proper mobility work, strength work, those things can actually uh, set you up for success before you even, before you even need it. So what is some of the, the misconceptions too of physical therapy as far as, or even exercise like that you can give say, and I generally don't do this right off the bat, but I want to do this with you. Mm-hmm. Give me three actionable items that a person could do to get on their way that, that isn't going to take, you know, because everyone, everyone's like, well, if you go to the gym six hours a day and, right. and lift heavy every day and then go to CrossFit and then do all. And most people out there listening are like, no, dude, I got a job. Mm-hmm. I got a job. I got kids. Um, I need to get them ready for school. What is three things that a person could do simply that would get them again to be able to start their journey on being a little healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think one thing that's low hanging fruit we'll call it. Is we like to give people low hanging fruit of what are some simple things they can do to to you know help start to see some change. And I think the first first five to ten minutes of your day, whatever, if you have two minutes to devote to it, like first thing in the morning is a, a really good window to get some general mobility work, uh, you know, stretching, yoga flow, whatever that can look different with, you know, when people work with us, we get them customized things of like, Hey, here's exactly what to do for the sake of a podcast. It's find something that feels good. Get, get your body moving. Uh, can be, can be a great thing. Uh, 
movement throughout the day. It's it's not it's not so much about finding it. And the second thing would be uh, so hold on, hold on. Yeah. When you say get it moving in the morning, can I get up and and shimmy? Is that gonna is that gonna help? Uh, you can dance. You can uh, yeah. <laughs> shimmy. You can do uh, whatever you need to do to get it get get things moving. It's better. Yeah, better than not. so many people think about think about the course of our day for for the average person's day. When when we look at when we look at over a twenty four hour period, what do we do? We we lay in bed all night. We get up. Usually we uh, maybe shower, brush our teeth, do something. Then we like sit in the car to go on our commute. We get to work where we usually sit down and, and sit at the computer. We we finish work. We or we go sit at lunch. We come back. We sit at work, and then we uh, sit on our way back. Sit home for dinner. Sit watch TV. There's so much sitting that happens throughout our day, and that's uh, I think people people overestimate how much movement they're actually doing throughout a day. And obviously, that generalization isn't everyone, but I think people greatly uh, overestimate how much they're they think they might be doing when they look at it. We're we're, we're all living pretty sedentary lifestyles for for the most part. So that movement is, if it's something to get hips, hips should be a priority for that upper back, uh, flexibility, some stretching for that. Anything to, to get your posture opened up is, is usually a good, good rule of thumb for that. So that starts it off. Go to number two. You were just about to number two and I, mm-hmm. I interrupted you, which I will do from time to time. I apologize. Yeah. I actually don't apologize on that day. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. So number two, uh, you know, again, simple, actionable item that, that you could do. Yeah, so finding finding a it goes along with the sit, but finding a, you know walk breaks, those things t- things to stand up. S- standing desks are uh, are better than sitting, but uh, really movement is is more important. Standing still a sedentary exercise for those that stand at a desk all day. It's still technically a sedentary exercise, a little better than uh, than sitting. But uh, setting setting a timer if you need to on your phone, doing something where you can get up and and just take a take a walk or do some push ups, do some body weight squats or some lunges, just something to if time is an issue to, to find time to, to do it throughout the day, program it in every, on the top of every hour, do 10 squats and 10 push-ups, something like that can be a good way for those that really are pressed for time to make sure that you're getting it in. Cause the, the culmination over the course of a day and a week is far more important than squeezing in a you know, 60, 60 minute workout or 40 minute workout or something like that. What about a treadmill desk? I've, uh, I haven't, I haven't used one. I have seen some people that have though. And I, I, uh, you've I, seen them. I, I haven't seen them. I'm I've, thinking of this. Yeah. This could go wrong real yeah. bad. Yeah. You so, know what I'm saying? So I've seen some people that use them and, uh, it's there's not, really a treadmill there's desk, really a treadmill desk. Yeah. This is probably not working well for them. It can't be. I, it I, can't be. This is, I would fall off or uh, there's no way I would get anything done. They're probably no not going to be a sponsor of the podcast. Probably I would not. say probably not, especially after I say what I'm about to say. <laughs> I mean, I, I jokingly, I think it would be great to have a stand-up desk, and and they really have a. I don't know if any of you out there listening has one. I apologize if you do, um, but I mean, I would love to try it. Yeah. Do you have any friends with them? I don't know them personally. I think I've just seen them on Instagram and stuff like that. But uh, not not to get too far off track. But I actually, my, my wife and I were walking up and down Neptune the other day. We took a, a pretty long walk. It was her it was her thirtieth birthday last week, and we were uh, just in, in enjoying where we're at. And uh, we saw this guy walking up and down Neptune, reading a book. And he didn't look up at all. He was literally like in the zone on the book. And we saw him, and we're like, oh wow, that's that's pretty impressive. I don't think I could do that. And we probably took a good 45 minute hour walk. We walked back and he's still coming back reading the book. And I was just in awe about someone's concentration to be able to do that. I would think at that time, audio book would be for him. Yeah, I would think so. You know what I'm saying? But I think that he was probably like my dad. Cause my dad was like, I will listen to a reel to reel until I die. 
Like I am not trying to have an iPod on my phone because it confuses me and I want to have the actual reels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or like the person that says like vinyl sounds so much better. It does, but a recording of vinyl on digital would probably be even better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to get too far sidetracked there, but I thought it was super impressive on our, our treadmill desk talk. Yeah. Treadmill desk. That, okay. So go on. So number one, get up and shimmy, dance a little bit. Those, mm-hmm. those of you listening, I mean, <laughs> you have to check out is the, the, the website is iostrengthperformance.com. Yep. Okay. If you really, I mean, if you, you want to go deeper, you got to do that and you got to check out Dave anyway, which I think would be amazing. You and your wife have a phenomenal business. Um, but for those of you who haven't visited the website yet, you can, and it's up in that corner. All you have to do, are you, are we pointing the right way, Dave? All you have to do is just scan the QR code. And when you scan the QR code, you go right to, uh, uh, IO strengthperformance.com. So get up and shimmy, shimmy, do a little something. You said a little hip work, get a little hip work going, a little back posture, whatever it is. Second one throughout the day, little incremental, you know, get up, do some pushups, whatever. Okay. Third thing. Third thing to, uh, um, I don't want to come across over, you know, oversimplified with this, but find something you love. Like that's, that's something that I, I think, uh, it, it, it's something we've, we've heard and sure, like we, we can hear that. And, and I don't want you guys to just hear that. Like ac- actually think about what you enjoy doing that, that could be active, whether that's walking, biking, surfing, if it is working out, like going to the gym, doing that. If you enjoy walking on a treadmill, go for it. Like, and that, not my thing, but, uh, find something you love. Cause I think so many times we try and we, how does the thought process work? Like, Oh, I want to get healthier. I want to lose weight. So maybe we search like, what do we need to do to lose weight? And it's like the things tell you like, well, this is what you have to do to do it. You have to eat these foods. You have to, you have to follow hit training or you have to lift weights. You have to do cardio. And it's like, maybe, but you know, so much of that's, uh, sometimes we over, uh, we make things too black and white of, there's a lot of ways to get healthy. And you look at a lot of, uh, people that are, are really aging well and, and staying healthy. And a lot of it revolves around, they've found something that they really enjoy doing and you, just uh, make make that the majority of what of what you're doing. Sure, these other things we can talk about are good to good to supplement in there, but sometimes we overcomplicate things in terms of how we eat or how we how we work out and do those things because the trend says this or it says that I have to do this. But but that's really uh, can can be a disservice for a lot of people. Well, I think it's timely right now. It's December twenty eighth today. Okay, mm-hmm. um, everyone in three days is going to be going through the same exact thing. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. What is the most unhealthy, healthy thing that people do? That's a good question. The most unhealthy, healthy thing. Because people will be like, yo, don't eat avocados. Mm -hmm. And then another person will be like, eat avocados. And then a person who maybe isn't great or maybe their body doesn't respond well. I'm using avocados as as an example. Mm -hmm. But what's the thing that you and your wife see and you see it and you're like, you're doing that, but it is not getting you any closer to where you want to be. But you you're maybe being active or you're maybe doing something. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean when I when I say when I phrase that part of what's the most unhealthy, healthy thing that people do. um, You know, what what would that be for you, Dave? I, I think the timing is great because I I don't know how to define this maybe in a, in a phrase, but it's any anything pushing for quick results. I, I think is is that thing where we talk cleanses, we talk thirty day resets, we talk those things. I think I think all those things are are unhealthy for uh, not for the. I think they can get results, but it it sets so many people up for uh, 
it, it makes it often makes health and fitness not not fun. It, it it makes it usually like there's some degree of that has to be suffering with it. It's it creates a, a you don't have to suffer to be healthy. You don't have to suffer. Does your food have to suck? No. This is new to news to me. I'm blowing. And it's probably news to 99% of the people listening because generally you think healthy. You think like, I'm going to have to eat wheatgrass and yeah. eat twigs. I'm going to have to break off some branches off this tree yeah. and then I'll be healthy. Yeah. And, and it's that absolute mentality of I have to try harder. I have to just have more willpower, this or that. But really it's people people uh, try and condense a time frame that's more of a, you know, I know this isn't how Simon Sinek used it, but like an infinite game of we have to look at over the course of your lifetime, like that's the kind of change we want to be making. And most people are way too overly focused on, and maybe it's for external deadlines of a wedding or, you know, vacation or something like that they want to look good for. But people condense these timeframes into, um, you know, timelines that just aren't realistic and, and they put these expectations on and they feel like a failure and it's, it's this terrible mental place to be. So if, if we can just lengthen our timelines and think about habits that can be sustainable and can be, uh, things that you can carry on for the next 50 years instead of the next 50 days. Like that's a, a whole different way to look at it. You're a young guy. Okay. How old are you? 31. 30. You had to think about that for a second. Once you get past. Yeah. I know. After 30, I was like, no, oh, 30, man. 30. You're still young, man. That's like the new 19. Right. At 31, most people at 31, ain't thinking like that. Where did you get that, that long-term thought process? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you said, think about 50 years. And I'm like, pow, I wish someone would have told me that at 19. And then I wouldn't have had to, cause I mean, I've been through numerous times. I've been through my wife telling me you're going on this cleanse and you are going to only eat sand. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Then you're going to be able to have one crawdad. I'm joking. <laughs> with you. Um, and she, she would just give me a couple sprinkles of sand and, and I'd have to be happy. And I've been through these things and I feel okay. I, I don't like it. Um, and those of you listening out there, maybe I'm the only one, maybe I'm the only person out in the world that goes through this, where I go through and then, and I love it when someone gets on a kick too, you've been with a friend on a kick, right? Cause they try and convince you. Yep. They're like, I just cleansed. You should cleanse. And they become an expert on cleansing, but they just started. How do you and your wife deal with this in conversation when a person sits down with you and is like, Dave, I know you do your thing. And it's 50 years for you, but I got this thing. Take this pill or mm-hmm. eat dirt for <laughs> 30 days straight. <laughs> How do you deal with it? How do you stay so calm and how do you look uh, uh, forward and have this long-term mentality? Where does it come from? Yeah, honestly, it's uh, it's something I've been blessed to have since I, mean, I, I think back uh, even in like late high school having this, this longer game mentality. And I don't know if some of it being sports, some of it being – just uh, realizing that uh, if I could outlast people, but a lot, I, I wasn't the most talented. I wasn't the most, but like if I could, if I could stay in the game long enough, you know, when it comes to sports and doing those things, I, I found that that's where a lot of my, uh, I guess, my success, so to speak, was versus uh, you know, necessarily like doing something, uh, you know, aggressive. And I saw, I saw these people like doing these crazy, like two extreme things in the, in the weight room and those things, and then they would get hurt. And, and, and it's just like, that, that was something that never made, made sense to me. And, and I don't know if that's a piece of it. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of things I don't even, uh, I don't even give credit to, but, uh, there's, there's always people approaching us with, hey, here's this next thing. Here's this thing you have to add to your, your business. Here's this, you know, here's this thing that you have to do to supplement what you're doing. And, and, and not to say that there aren't those things, but a lot of them are, are based on 
on uh, you know this this uh, desire we have that like this will get you there faster. This will keep you young. This will, th- there's such this desire and, and we've just, just found it. And I, I struggle with this too. I, I, I mentally, mentally and my, my brain and my heart don't always connect on it. Cause I still want the, I, I still want the quick results. I still want the, you know, what's that one program, the one thing that will give me all the results versus, but the more I've, I've just self experimented on so many different things when it comes to, to health and business and uh, my personal development and, you know, there's just so many things that I've experimented with and it always comes back to the base. Like it always comes back to the things that, okay, this is going to take time. This is going to like, nothing is a, is a shortcut really to, to get there. And that's just come from a lot of trial and error, I think, and a lot of, uh, um, experimentation with different workout programs and nutrition, like, you know, I haven't tried 30 days of dirt, but I've tried just about <laughs> everything else, I think from, uh, from some of those things. So uh, <laughs> you got to hang out with my wife, man. <laughs> my wife, my wife is funny that way. She, we, we did one and I can't remember what we took everything out. Uh, and it was right around, uh, right when the pandemic started and it, it was awful because like, I just wanted to enjoy something, you know what I'm saying? Like everything got shut down and here I was, and I was like, I, I remember getting the chips for the first time. And the chips were the kind that you could eat on this cleanse. Mm-hmm. Man, I smashed them like a crack addict. You know what I'm saying? Like a crack addict. I hadn't had crack in like two months. I just gobbled them every one. And they were awful. And I taste them now. And I'm like, why would you ever eat it? But they taste so good. Good compared to dirt. Yeah, I bet. Help me with something that Dave tried quick that <laughs> that was a bad fail oh man my uh my wife could rattle off probably a hundred of I, I think i let them go quicker than uh <laughs> than she does I, i've tried all sorts of things uh i'm trying to think of what's uh um i gotta give you a caveat that, yeah. too because my wife i'm giving her a hard time but i'm the guy who goes all in like stupid like uh, I, I remember i got on a push-up kick this was uh right during the pandemic too and i thought I want to be able to see if I could do 10 push-ups, right? And so I did 10 push-ups because I used to do a lot of push-ups. And then the next day I was like, well, I can push a little bit. I'll do 15. And then I was like, man, maybe I'll do two sets of 15. I swear to you, Dave, within three weeks, I was up to 300 push-ups a day, which is the dumbest thing in the world. And one day I was like, I'm going to push past. I'm going to see how many I can do. I did 600 push-ups in one day. In a small period of time, I injured my shoulder and was not able to do push-ups for like, I mean, honestly, I still haven't done them and it's been a year. Mm-hmm. What is something you went all in on that you were like, wow, I should go back to Dave's mentality as opposed to the worldly mentality? Yeah, I can think of, uh, I mean, all, all sorts of, an, anything that's had a, I'm not different, like a, like liquid only during the day type stuff, like smoothie stuff, different like drinks with special or I don't remember what, what I've thrown in there, but there's, there's even just like some life, like, like here's one that, uh, uh, my wife got to kick up to where like I was in this big kit, you know, we, we've been out here for a year or something and there's a lot, reading a lot on like grounding and the importance of, uh, I don't know if you heard like ground, like getting your feet in the, in the sand and, and in the grass and stuff too. And, um, cold, uh, cold plunging, like those types of things. I'm like, Oh, it's perfect. I'll, I'll combine both of those. We, we lived, uh, we lived fairly, you know, about a, a 10 minute walk from, from the beach. So I was like, and I was into getting up early at that point too. So 4am and I'm like, Oh, just combine all these things. And I would jog to the beach at 4am at and just run out and jump in the water. And it was, it was pitch black and we were new here. And my, and my wife, uh, 
she was hesitantly on board with it, but <laughs> I realized how dumb of an idea this was after a while when I'm like, I'm, it's 4.15 a.m. Like I'm, and there was one day where I was, the, the tide was so low and I, I'm like, I, babe, I felt like I was just like walking for a mile just to get to the water. And she's like, do you think that's a, <laughs> do you think that's smart? Like, was anyone out there? I'm like, no, it was great. And she's like, do you think that's smart? And I'm like, yeah, I should probably stop, stop doing that. And, and there's just certain things that I, I look back on. I'm like, that, it doesn't make any sense of why I would have to combine those things in that, in that order to do it. But um, I'm sure she has a, a bunch more examples too like that. So why is it so important for you? Because like literally right when we started talking, we, we connected the other day and we were out and again, I could see your heart. And it wasn't like you were saying you were baiting me with, you know, this is what I do. And then, you know, you've been around the, uh, a person like that, like the bait and switch, they'll, they'll give you a little something and then they'll just draw you in. But I could feel it from you. Why is it so important that a person is whole from the inside out as opposed to because a lot of people in your profession in the physical therapy space are like, I'm going to get your arm better. But you and your wife aren't doing that. You guys are thinking on a, like, I'm going to get your arm better. And then your arm caused something else to be, uh, you know, your, there was a cause for that arm to be there. So we're going to work on that. And then we're going to work on the inside and mm -hmm. which is so important. Why is that so important to you, man? It's huge. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's really what our, our business is, is built on is when we talk, when we talk relationships and we talk about actually being able to form those with, uh, with the clients we work with, it's, it's, it's something that can't be, you know, we can't just address a shoulder pain almost all the time we see there's usually some, there's some kind of, uh, when it happened, it's either it, it can directly, you know, the body's insane. It can directly be a result of like, um, you know, emotional trauma, like things that happen, losses, those things too. Like there's, we can actually, our bodies don't know the difference in those stresses. And a lot of times things that, you know, aren't even correlated to a specific movement or anything like that can happen from change in, you know, change in life situation, different stressors. But what also happens though, anytime there is any kind of injury for someone that's active, that 100% affects what's going on mentally for them, what's going on emotionally, what's going on relationally, relationally for them. If, uh, if someone who, you know, if someone who loves to, loves to run hurts their, hurts their knee pretty bad and they can't do that for, for, if, if you guys know any runners, like think about how much of a stress outlet that is. Think about how much of a community builder that is. Think about how much that is. And we have these people coming in that are just, um, they're beat up physically. Sure. They, they have, they have an injury, but it's affecting the way they're parenting. It's affecting the way that they're, uh, that they're uh, dealing with stress, that their, their marriage is, is not in as good, a, good of a place. And, and this stuff doesn't all come out in one, but as we, as we get to know people, we realize the effects that we've just seen the effects that this has on people beyond, um, beyond just a knee hurting, it's, it's affecting so many different areas of their life. So if we just focus on, on doing that without addressing what's, what's actually going on in their life and what are some other ways then that we can, okay, in that case, what are some other ways you can have a stress outlet? Maybe there's things like meditation or journaling or different things that when you talk through this, some people haven't, um, you know, haven't experienced of, if we don't replace what was a healthy outlet with another healthy outlet, then what happens is it, an unhealthy outlet comes in of, People start drinking, they start gaining weight, they start doing these other things. So what started out as a knee injury ends up with someone snapping at their kids and snapping at their wife and not being fun to be around because they can't do the one thing that is able to help them. So that's just one example of a lot of things we see because our bodies are so connected from, we can't just look at a, a knee injury or shoulder injury and not take into account how that's affecting other areas of your life because it's just, it's going to do a disservice to, to actually truly truly getting better because also people that identify so much with 
running or with those things too. This this is the uh, you know the ultimate opportunity we have as as healing providers to be able to um, you know show people that running is not who you are. like Kelly. You are you are Kelly. You are not you are not your business. You are not your podcast. You are not any of these achievements you've had. And um, same way that an injury can take people out of that, um, people losing a business or you know things happening like that. It's it's the same uh, same talking point that people that we can show people that they don't have to identify with uh, with uh, their running or their achievements or those things too. There's so much in the in the health and fitness industry that t- that's tied to that, and, and we want to be able to break that and just love people for for who they are as they're as they're coming in. This is an uncommon approach in your in your business uh, in your in your industry. So when you when you maybe shared this with friends when you first were you and your wife were first starting your business and you were like hey we're going to look at this and then we're going to think about their marriage and we're going to think about them drinking i mean you got you had to come up against resistance where they were like nah, i don't know if anyone's going to be comfortable with that how do you bridge that like say i come in and right now my my shoulder is hurting right and it really is now you would have to fix my stupid because I went to a video, we went to Dave and Buster's with my, uh, my buddy, Greg, Greg Reed, shout out to him, but him and him, his son and I, or his son and my son are playing games and him and I get to play in games where we're kind of competitive. So we did the baseball throw thing and he threw it the first time and he got like 45 miles an hour. And I was like, I could beat that. So I didn't warm up, stretch my arm, anything like that. And I just threw as hard as I could. And then I did this probably 10 times consecutively. This was not an emotional challenge. Well, it is an emotional challenge because uh, it was stupidity. Um, but how do you bridge that conversation, man? Because most people come in when they're coming in to see you guys from the physical therapy standpoint. They don't know what they're about to get hit with. I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to but tell us about how you're able to navigate it. And what were some of the the oppositions that, you know, when you told a friend about, you know, uh, or a friend or a anyone about you guys business how you're going to go about go about it what were some of the objections mm-hmm. yeah uh starting starting with the objections we uh we we've met plenty of them on, <laughs> on all sorts of things we uh I, I don't think i tied timing together that we uh we, we moved out from the midwest to, to california in, in 2016 and within six months had had uh the business started once just got a feet under us and figured out where it was something i i knew that i wanted to start and and uh, Lindsay was still working at a for healthcare system at the time, but um, so when when we've brought these things up to friends and family in, in the Midwest, and we love them, love a lot of them to death, but a lot of that was just like, what happened when you guys moved out to California? Like everything's just like, well, California changed you, this and that. It's like, no, this is something we would have done there, but <clears throat> you know, people, uh, we definitely met opposition with it in terms of like, how is that possibly going to work, or maybe maybe it'll work out there, but it, it's just something that. Uh, it, it, I think it can sound, and maybe as, as we talk about it on podcast, maybe it sounds more extreme than it does to. It's just like that's just what what we do, and and I, I think we accomplish that through. It's not a it's not forced or it's not some uh, you know process we have in our our initial script or something where we're like make sure you ask about drinking and, <laughs> and home life and those things too. I, I, yeah. I think uh, people just people feel feel safe when they when they. Uh, come in to work with us too, just through question, we leave plenty of space for, you know, really making sure there's nothing else that we don't, uh, we also don't just stop at like, Oh, I'm here. Cause my, my knee hurts. It's, we, we, we try and like actually, actually figure out what's going on because there are a lot of those and, and people knowing that, uh, all these things can affect how well they do and people are going to want to, you know, 
open up about some more of those things, but we just leave plenty of space for it in, in the initial session and during our sessions too. That's something that why it's so important to get a full uninterrupted hour with someone once a week, twice a week, rarely three times a week, but one to two hours a week with someone. A lot of people don't get that time with their with their spouse or with with a lot of other people, which which we've uh, I think I took for granted early on. I realized I'm like, man, people are like really op- opening up, and, and it's just creating a trusting atmosphere. We, we believe a, a lot in a, you know creating a, a, a safe place, and I guess that can be like a little buzz, you know, sometimes buzzword. So I don't like using it, but we really do just create you know a, a safe environment for for people to be able to share in time where we get to know them, and it's not just about it's not just about, Hey, here's your, here's your list of the plan we're going to be doing. It's we generally care about, about people and their, and their families and getting them better. So I, I think those are probably some of the things that stand out. I think it's amazing, man. I mean, <clears throat> I think more businesses need to look at that, at that, uh, a- aspect. And I think a lot of times people don't want to go as deep. They don't want to be able to do it. They want to think that, Hey, I provide the service, you get the service, you get out or whatever it is. And I find that more and more people want to have something, um, where they're connected to, they want to ha- be able to have a community. They want to be able to have someone who is, I mean, honestly, that's the dream to be able to have someone like you at your level that would actually care about what is really going on as opposed to, you came, here's your knee, I'm going to fix your knee, and then get out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just, th- I think it's it's amazing. It's incredible what you're doing. I want to go back a little bit because you talked about the healthcare system and the healthcare system kind of being broken. You know, we hear this, we hear this on, you know, news or I don't listen to the news, but, you know, wherever you get your news. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about being healthy that will stop the ailments in the first place right because that's what i catch from you is like well if we'll if we'll think long term then you're not going to have to deal with this thing that i'm going to have to come in and do a quick fix on mm-hmm. right can you talk to us about that and how people could start to look that that way with their health as opposed to um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna deal with it when i get sick or i'm gonna deal with it when i get hurt you you what i've heard you say and you know not so many words is that we're gonna get you prepared that when you do hit that challenge your body is going to be okay and it's going to move right past it mm-hmm. yeah when, when uh we look at another another way to look at when we talk you know when health has to come from from the inside out and that that requires a, a change in a change in thinking that requires a change in in how you're how you're approaching your health too where if we continue to get stuck in in following the news or blindly following our our doctor and there's there's some amazing doctors out there, so I don't want this to come across as a, a knock on on doctor. <laughs> We're doctors ourselves, and um, but if you just blindly trust the person in front of you who may have only five minutes to see you and gives you a quick prescription and says go see the next specialist who is a surgeon who tells you need surgery or tells you need pain meds, that just uh, can be a slippery slope to go down. Um, just just blind trust in a in a in a system where. A lot of people don't know any better and they jump into something too soon that is promised to help that doesn't end up helping and they end up back to uh, to us or similar thing in the that, that we could have prevented all this from from the first we could have saved thousands of dollars and, and time and money and, and stress and frustration and those things too so I think it requires a change in in your thinking first of saying what what things what things am I missing what things can I can I try and that's the being, being more proactive in terms of 
before these things start is the, the best time to the best time to plant a tree analogy. But you know, being proactive is the best time. But even those that are are further along on maybe you're dealing with more pain or an injury that's been going on for a long time, to not be uh, to to not assume that the way it's always been to, or the way that maybe your parents or friends or family have done things is the way that that you have to go. I think being open to other options out there. There's so many good practitioners and individuals and people out there that um, are are creating healing environments that don't uh, don't necessarily go in line with the with the mainstream healthcare system as as it is so I think it requires though first a change in thinking and knowing that it's it's okay you're, um, you're probably gonna have to pay out of pocket to see some of these individuals that are are not going the the traditional route and again you have to change that mindset of a lot of people are like no but I got to use my insurance like I pay my, I pay money or my employer pays money for my insurance and I have to use that. And it's like, well, if there's a, another person out there that can help you get there, it's, it's being able to weigh out what's, what's important to you. And we think health's the best investment that people can make in terms of physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health, all those things is making sure that you're, uh, you know, I- investing in that and not seeing it as a cost. You were talking about earlier too, being healthy for your family. Help me with this. Um, you, you hit it and then you moved on, but it was something that really stuck out to me mm-hmm. that, that you said. And uh, like for our listeners out there, why should, like say for me, I've got two children. Why should I be healthy for my family? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our future. It's the future of, of your family and your legacy. It's the future of this community. It's the future of y- the example you set. And I, uh, I don't like to, to keep health to, because we don't think health is just, your physical being or your physical stature, any of those things too, like how your, your spiritual health is, your, your physical health, your mental, your emotional, uh, the, the health of your relationships. Those things are the things that your kids and your family and your friends are going to, are going to see. And that's where we can really change this community and change this, this country and have an impact is, is through living that out in a way that's that people are like, I, I want that, like that. I, I want what, what they have. And I, I want to try and try and model that. Um, and a lot of people, if you just try and get healthy for selfish reasons, you'll probably, or for vanity reasons, you'll probably fall off at some point. You'll do a 30 day dirt cleanse. Then all of a sudden you'll be like, man, this stuff doesn't work. If that doesn't work, I don't think anything. want to eat all those chips, man. And I seriously, when I came off the dirt cleanse, um, I wanted to eat everything in sight. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I want to smash that. Okay. Probably one of the big, for all my guys out there listening, you're going to love that I asked this question. Actually, all of you listening, you love that I ask every damn question. But for the guys out there, there's a place that all of us want a little bit of help, and it's our belly, right? And so, it, honestly, like, I'll st- sit in the mirror, and I remember one time, this uh, actually one time is, like, every morning, is I'll look at myself in the mirror, and I'll look straight on, which straight on, I look good all the time, like, all the time. I don't even need to change anything. I feel good. I turn to the side. That's a different story. But there's a thing that I do. I just kind of suck in my stomach a little bit, and I'm like... As long as I just suck in all day, I'm good. Most guys go through this, and some of them are just like, nah, just get a bigger shirt, bro. What are some actionable items that a dude, I mean, because that's probably one of the biggest challenges for a guy, right? But it, it does, st- I mean, it does cause other challenges too, right? I mean, what other challenges do does a big old belly give you? I mean, what other ailments are you going to end up with if you just let the belly go and get a bigger shirt? And how can we make the belly, you know? Yeah. Give us. I mean, I'm not asking for a 30 day. I'm saying like 32 days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. What are some of the things that we can do? 
Yeah, the, uh, good, good question on, on both fronts. <laughs> if I can figure out the how to lose the gut in 30 days, uh, we will. Uh, I think that's the uh, that uh, thing we're all, all chasing, right? Yes. But, but then uh, you're going to be fatter afterwards. You look, hey, everyone out there listening, seriously, you go on a cleanse, you lose weight. And I've, I've been in the hairdressing industry for 29 years. I watch people go on cleanses, go on diets. They are always fatter after they're done. Right. Always. Like six months later, they're always fatter. And then they're like, oh, I'm about to go on it again. I'm like, you're about to get fatter again. <laughs> so. Long-term, long-term mentality. Long-term mentality. Infinite game, yeah. Okay. Think so, infinite game, but help me with, help, help us guys with the Yeah, the I, can, belly. I can do both that. For, okay. First off, the, the danger is, yeah, the, uh, the abdominal fat the, is actually more closely linked to like visceral, pro- like organ, organ problems. It, it, it's a much unhealthier fat than one that's distributed distributed elsewhere and they call it the beer belly they call it but that that uh, excessive fat around your stomach is actually more closely linked with like heart problems and organ problems and those things too where people think it's sure the vanity stuff isn't isn't fun but for people that carry most of their weight around their midsection is is uh is probably one of the less healthy healthy places to to carry it and and uh without getting just with with how the body stores it and, and and all that so that's that's something to uh to know that it's it's not a it's not just for vanity purpose. There is there is less you know, less uh, long term health linked with uh, excessive excessive belly fat. In terms of give us some specifics though, because the reason why I'm saying this this really I, I love this because there was a guest that I had years ago and she started she was blonde and she started to get real dark right in her widow's peak, mm-hmm. and I had no idea, but it was a thyroid problem, and the thyroid problem like it's one of the symptoms is you get dark hair right in your widow's peak or right in the center. And that's how she was able to, the doctor was able to diagnose it and see it. And then she actually, you know, she, she had to have, uh, you know, surgery immediately and all these things. Tell us some specific, when you said that it's the most unhealthy area, I didn't know that. That's why I sat up. I was like, man, I need to start working on this because I carry a lot in my belly. Right. I mean, no one sees it because everyone thinks that I'm super fit, you know, especially people watching the podcast and things like that. Um, <laughs> what are some specifics of like, you know, and I know you can't diagnose everyone out there listening because everyone out there listening is like, oh, he's about to give a quick fix. No, he's not. Mm-hmm. We're talking long term here. But what are some of the things that I should be aware of if I'm storing it in my belly then? Yeah, so the uh, the things the, th- the things that are concerning is is I mean think about where all our organs lie in, in our it. midsection, and it's the uh, you know when, when you think of the beer belly, the stuff that's really unhealthy is the like everyone's I mean a lot of people have a, like you have excess like if a you grab something. onto something yeah you a little grab, something like, that's not the problem the problem is when it's the like the when it's hard, the definitive, the heart yeah the hard where it's it's not like just like oh that's a little bit extra fat it's like that's a, a you know, and not just like, oh, I've been doing a lot of sit-ups, but, but the, the hard thing, because that's uh, w- with where all our organs are, the, a lot of times that's, uh, and I can't remember if the belly fat's a result of or if it leads to, but it, it, there, it's correlated with uh, more fat around your organs, which is, you know, as you may know, like that's, that's a problem for a lot of things. If as, as you age, if you have more fat around your organs, that's going to affect how they're, how they're functioning and how those things are, um, you know, just working. And, and if, of course, we want to be healthy and we want to look lean, but we want our organs to be working really, really well for a lot, a lot of years uh, ahead of us. So that's that, that's where that stuff's uh, you know important. But uh, again, where we get where we get caught, and I will talk about some things that can help with with belly fat. But where we get caught is we think like, oh well, then I just need to like target my belly fat and I'll be <laughs> and I'll be healthier. It's like 
that's a that's a result of other things that are going on versus like people think well if I just like can target some spot loss here which isn't how it works anyways if, like if I can target some spot loss here then my organs will be healthier too so that's that's why I'll, I'll do it so it's it's knowing that okay what's what's the reason this this happened on and a lot of times that you know um, in terms of some practical things that can be can happen for it like alcohol is a is definitely a, a factor for that not that we can't enjoy alcohol but like in, in any kind of excess is going to have that. Um, is there any kind of alcohol that you can drink and it's not going to do that? Or does all alcohol like blanket across the board or is it like harder liquor? Does it stronger? Does beer do it more or is it just alcohol in general? Honestly, I, I don't want to pin alcohol as a, as a problem. Think of, you have, you have to think of this as a, you know, as a, as a whole of alcohol in addition to chronically elevated blood sugar levels, uh, poorly, poorly controlled, um, you know, insulin, our hormone, like how our hormones and how our system internally is, how the health of our overall ecosystem is of our of our insides, and that's that's gut health, that's our our hormones, that's um, that's all those factors working working together. So alcohol in the presence of poorly controlled blood sugar, those things too. That's that's where we get into get into problems is when there's there's multiple factors of of uh, elevated blood sugar, elevated weight, elevated blood pressure. Like when, when you have multiple things that are, are not where they need to be alcohol for a, for a healthy individual that's, you know, eating reasonably well and moving, you know, a reasonable amount is, is not a problem at all. Like I don't want to pin alcohol as a bad thing. I, I guess I should clarify <laughs> that. Cause uh, some people were like, I like Dave until you said that I yeah. ain't, I ain't getting rid of my malt liquor. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking with you. Yeah. Is there ever a time where malt liquor is good for you? Uh, if, if it helps your soul, like, I think that's, uh, I don't think there's a problem with it. <laughs> if it's soul food, yeah, I don't, is, is soul food ever, uh, <laughs> good or bad? <laughs> okay. So I, I love this because Dave, I keep trying to get you to give me a quick fix. And every time you will never give me a quick fix, man. Like, how does that relate into your life? Because you're always like, and, and. For those of you listening again to the to this, or you're watching, you're watching it, and he's staying cool, calm, collected. He's like, "No, Kelly, there is not a 30 day. There's no 32 day. I, I even tried to get you. Like, I know there's no 30 day day. 32. But is there a 32 day? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just need that. But every time you went back to, let's look at the root of the challenge. How does this work for you in relationships in your life? Uh, or, I mean, are are you when you have a challenge with someone, you know? Are you constantly looking at the root? Are you stepping back and are you as calm in relationships or as you are in your, in, in what you've mastered in your profession? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, in, integrity is one of our family core values and I, I don't, uh, I, I don't see a different, I don't, I don't, you're not going to see one person at work and a different person at home and a different person in our, our marriage. That's just, um, important to me. I, I, I try and avoid, uh, say I try some, I, I'm, I'm training to avoid compartmentalizing <laughs> different areas of life too, where it's, uh, that, that, that can be a challenge, but I think, uh, you know, sometimes to a fault. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stepping back and it's, it's, you know, looking at a root cause and, uh, and something with Lindsay is, is probably not always the best way to, <laughs> to go about it. But, uh, yeah, I think that is something that's, that's kind of carried over to, to different areas. I think the, uh, you know, the good of that is, is in, in relationships is it's not like, uh, it's not like I'm, uh, going to lose, lose my cool and like, you know, break up with a friend or something because of something that said it's, uh, you know, willing to, willing to see things through, willing to look past and, and like, what, what did they really mean? But like, was that, 
you know, or they just have, was there just one of those days where like to not, not, uh, not take things, not take things personally, uh, in that sense and be able to, to be persistent, be patient in, in the relationship or in, in the different areas. But the, uh, you know, the negative side of that and, and something that I've really had to work through is that it almost leads to, a um, like a, a delayed gratification of sometimes if you're only looking at the long game and doing that. And I think, and I don't know, any business owners um, listening can probably relate is it's like, well, these are our big goals and always like vision, always looking ahead to, to the future and vision. And it's like, okay, well, we're not there. And this is where we need to get to get the, and lose sight of celebrating the wins. There's, there's a lot of, uh, I've had to really um, force myself. It, it, it's really hard for, for someone like myself to, stop and enjoy the the victories it's like nope well that's that's great but we're still going towards this vision or we're still going towards this this bigger thing so there's there's always a you know it's, it's never just good or just bad it's it's always there's uh you know challenges that come with with different uh different traits like that and those things so i think the uh the the good that can be um taken from it i think leverage that but also being aware of the uh, any kind of natural personality types of those things uh, some coaches we work with i always talk, there's, there's always a healthy side of it and there's always an unhealthy side of how that's um how that's projected and how that is with uh with personality types or mindsets or beliefs or those things so being aware of of both those and knowing how to leverage the good but also be aware of when you're projecting something unhealthy in in your marriage or in any of those things so right in line with that number one is is we do still need to hear a couple tips on how to with the belly okay because you sidestepped that one for a second there dave you're trying to get out of it because he was like look i'm not promising any of these (laughs) listeners a 32 day program we're okay so it's a 33 day program to guarantee i'm just joking with you no but what are some of the things that we can do you know to start to um like i keep seeing the instagram ad and the instagram ad is it shows a body and it's a you know, a, a illustration. It shows a body with the belly. And then it's like, you start doing these things and then the belly goes, that's not real. But if it's on Instagram, it, it has to be. Gotta be. Can you help us with this, Dave? Like, why is that not real? Why can't I just work hard and target <laughs> this one area to be better? And what, what could I do? What, what would be the right answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's not real in that time frame, the uh, sixty second attention span or the thirty <laughs> second attention span or anything like that. But that's what draws us in. Like, wow, I need that in that amount of time. Literally, I'm I, by tomorrow. It's it's a, uh, but it's not that's not real. I, I I've seen seen people people get amazing transformation in their in their physical from uh, from consistent disciplines from uh, from from the things that uh, you know that work. But when it gets to, I don't mean to sidestep the uh, the practical side of it of <laughs> Um, if I had to, uh, make some generalizations that were, that most, most guys definitely, um, I'd, I'd say, um, the ladies as well, but you know, hormones are different guys to girls, but most guys can benefit from a lower carb approach, like staying away from fast acting sugars, even like fruits for a lot of guys, like a lot really? of really fruit, like apples. Time, time to round work, like making sure it's timed around workouts. If when's the if best time to eat an apple? Around around a workout, bef- before or after a workout. Before or after, mm-hmm. it doesn't keep the doctor away though. I wouldn't say it keeps the doctor away. It doesn't. No. Where did that come from? Um, probably the Apple Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know on that one. So you mean I've been lied to my entire life? 
Possibly. That apple a day is just keep the keep the doctor away, man. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. And you're telling me you're you're killing me. You want to tell me some other things? Like the Easter Bunny ain't real too. Easter Bunny's real. Okay, Apple thank you. Keep the okay, got it. Yeah. So it's good around a certain time. So you said the fast-acting sugars. Give me some other fast-acting sugars. Fruit. Yeah, mo- most uh, berry, berries wouldn't fall into that. Like uh, you know, raspberries, strawberries, blueberries tend to be tend to be more preferred. Like bananas, apples, uh, pears, oranges. Those things are more higher in sugar content. And so, so think about when uh, we talked about controlled, you know, controlled uh, insulin and blood sugar levels. Uh, that would probably be the overarching way of saying how to how to best control stomach fat would be how do we keep, how do we maintain fairly consistent not these big spikes in big blood sugar up and then big blood sugar drop which means I crave another piece of fruit or another candy bar and like like the more you can minimize the uh, the ups and downs of your blood your body's uh, blood sugar responses would probably be the best way to um, you know simply speaking to manage manage the, uh, you know, manage, manage the belly fat. So staying away from things that cause that spike more consistent things. I, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. I think, uh, I know it's a, a big buzzword out there, but I think some window, it doesn't have to be as long as most people say, but some window of not break it not down for us though, because when people hear intermittent fast or intermittent fasting, they, <laughs> a lot of times people go to like, well, I don't believe like that. Like they instantly go to the Bible. You know what I'm saying? They go to that part or they go to um, starvation. Mm-hmm. Break it down so my 10-year-old son would understand intermittent fast. And I'm, I keep messing the word up. Yeah. Fasting. Yeah. Well, uh, as, as you know. Intermittent. Yeah. Intermittent. Fasting. Intermittent. Yeah. Did I say it right? You got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well, if people go to their Bible with it, fasting is very uh, biblical. So that's, okay. a, got that's, it. A, that's a good starting place. It's a good starting are, place. Yeah, good but, starting I mean, a lot of people yeah. are scared of reading the Bible anyway. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, you're a Bible thumper. I'm like, nah, I mean, I read it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I read it, get some good stuff from it. Yep. Um, but help me, because there's <laughs> people are scared a lot of times. They hear that word, or it becomes a buzzword, and they either go all in, or they're like, I ain't trying to do that. Break it down for my 10-year-old son, intermittent fasting. Yeah, so intermittent fasting would be, a, so, so think there's a, a feeding window and a, and a fasting window. So that's a about as, as simple as it gets. We, we all do this where if you're not. Waking, I'm thinking of a window in the house, though. You said a window. Window of time. Window, okay. 20, a 24-hour period. I'm 10 right now. I okay. said explain it to my son, yeah. Dave. I come gotta, on. I got to bring it back. Okay. So, so when, I just saw two windows in a house, <laughs> and I was like, wow, I go to the feeding <laughs> window. Yeah, and then the, the fasting one, it doesn't, I mean, okay. So not windows. Yeah. So let's start over, yeah. So there's 20, <laughs> 24 hours in a day. <laughs> You get to choose how many of those hours are in a eating time feeding, frame. like the trough. Feeding. I'm thinking of a trough. There's a trough. Okay. And then there's the fasting time frame where you don't have anything to eat. How could you trick your mind into not thinking of it as starvation? Could you say, like, this would be an activity trough or activity space? Yep. And when you're running or you're playing basketball, you don't eat during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, or uh, you know, a thinking space, a reading space, a sleeping space, a... Uh, uh, a stomach shrinking space can be another way to yes. say it. Like people 32 are, days. <laughs> people will be all for it. I mean, 33. Sorry. 33, We're yeah. thinking long term. Yeah, we got to go long. We're going long term <laughs> on this one. Okay. So break down like a healthy intermittent fasting. You know, you said 24-hour time. We got the eating trough, and then we got the uh, space for activities, mm-hmm. taekwondo, you know, stuff like that. Um, 
<laughs> Break it down for me. The easiest way I would start if, if someone's never done it before, 12 hours of, of you eat your meals and then 12 hours of not eating. And that would be, so think from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can have your meals, you can you know, do whatever. At 8 p.m. you stop until 8 a.m. the next morning is a, a simple place for, for people to start. And that's, that's technically intermittent fasting. A lot of people don't realize that it doesn't have to be these, these long periods of uh, windows. Uh, now, depending on who you ask, it ideal is, is working closer probably to 14 or 16 hours of the, the fasted window, which, again, sounds okay. like a lot. But uh, if we talk 14 hours of, of fasting, then we're talking don't eat until 10 a.m., eat what you need until 8 p.m., and then stop eating. Or stop eating at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay, it'd be the same. Do you do it in the middle, though? Do you break yours up and have, like, you know, uh, a, a trough time and then a, a taekwondo time? And then uh, trough time? Do you do it like that when you're awake, or do you just do the whole awake time you're allowed to get after the trough? Yeah, so the awake time you're allowed to have whatever, and then in the fasting time you're not supposed to have. So you don't break that up. So you wouldn't do like eight hours, four hours. Correct. You don't do that. Correct, yeah. Okay. This, I, I love you, Dave. I loved you before, but the fact that you just, I, I don't know if anyone's mind is blown right now. They're probably not because they, they're educated over fourth grade. Um, but my, my mind is blown right now because I was so, um, it was so complicated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when things are complicated, and this goes back to what you were talking about before about eating and diet. And so this is where I want to go is so many people are like, I want to eat healthier, but I don't live next to a Whole Foods. Help us out here, Dave. Yeah, so this, this comes back to, you know, to continue to tie a bow on our, our stomach fat conversation is managing, managing blood sugar, and that can happen through, um, through cutting down on the sugars, cutting down on the... Dark salsa. chocolate? Do you got to get rid of dark chocolate? No, you don't got to get rid of dark chocolate. That's good for you? Yeah. All the time? All the time, sure. Okay, so dar- really, are you joking with me? I'm, I'm a dark chocolate fan. Yeah. So dark chocolate. Well, I d- guess when d- you d- say all the time. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I'm older, man. I, I'm 46. I eat dark chocolate. Like my kids are I like, that's nasty. I love me some dark chocolate. But I like to think in my head, I'm like, it's healthier. Is it? it? Is, yeah. It is. Yeah. Why? It's uh, antioxidants in there. and uh, There we go. Again, you can just say that again. Say Brooklyn, <laughs> Kelly should eat dark chocolate. Brooklyn, Kelly should eat lots of dark chocolate. Yes. All the time? Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Dave. I can't get Dave to sign off on my, uh, my, my uh, stupidity. Um, well, so, well, you gotta, you're wearing the, wearing the priorities of how much do you want dark chocolate and how much <laughs> you want a flat stomach. Like that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to play the, uh, okay. I'm trying to play the, uh, friend on both sides of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, uh, help, help us out again where you, you said that you're tying a bow on the, the, the belly fat part of it. And, you know, so we're not, we're not going these highs and lows. I love Dave, your message is so consistent. And I don't know if you realize this, but every, I mean, when you say peaks and valleys with eating, you said the same exact thing with fitness. Mm. It wasn't the peaks and valleys. It was long-term. You said the same thing when you were talking about relationships. You have a, a consistent message that is so ridiculous. I mean, it's amazing to be able to hear it. And this is just a normal conversation, you know? So continue on with the, the, um, the, the food part because this is where people get caught up. I have heard 
80% of your fitness or your health is the way you eat. 20% is the way you work out. Is this true? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's, uh, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pretty accurate. I'd say it's, it's yes, uh, very accurate. Okay. So I would 80, 20, 90, 10, 70, 30. And I'd say say the majority (laughs) falls on the nutrition. Really? Okay. So that means that I could eat better and just not have to work out as much. If I could, if I could choose from being completely dialed, dialed in on my nutrition or my fitness and what would carry the most weight with it would be nutrition. Okay. Without, without a doubt. Yeah. Simplify our, uh, our nutrition because when I was saying that the person is like, I don't live near Whole Foods. I live in the Midwest. There's people that listen, that are listening that live in the deep Midwest. And in the deep Midwest, it is easier to get you a cheeseburger. You're from there. We had a salon in Chicago for years and years and years. It is so much easier to get you some fries and a double cheeseburger with some butter on it than it is to, oh, you're in California, you're going to get some kale chips, everything's organic. How do you eat healthy simply? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think along those the same things we're talking about of, of prioritizing um, the quality food that you have that doesn't have to be organic, that doesn't have to be free-range, grass-fed, but um, you should if, if you're in a... Uh, I gotta be hesitant how to say this, not call people out. Like vegetables are not bad. Like vegetables are good to be the majority of our diet should be, you know, should be every meal should have some vegetable in that. If we're talking stabilizing blood sugar, if we're talking, um, you know, the low calorie, more satisfying, those things have, have some veggies, have some good protein and, uh, you know, minim- minimize the, uh, the sugars and those things for the most part. And, and doesn't mean you can never have those things, but that's a, you know, simplify way of, um, you know, having, having some, uh, some veggies and protein is, and some healthy fats, some avocado, some olive oils, whatever you have on hand, uh, some nuts, like, um, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it, but a good fat, a good protein, a good veggie as the base of most meals is going to be a, a great recipe for a lot of people to see some really good results, regardless of what they have available food wise and, and those things. When well, I remember my dad used to do this, like my dad would be like, I eat healthy. Because I had some frozen vegetables and I put them up in the microwave and I ate them bad boys and it was so I'm been eating healthy. Help the people out there to understand the again we're going to go to the unhealthy healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. What are some of the the most common missteps in in nutrition that people make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think uh, I think frozen veggies get a, a bad a bad rep, but uh, right. they're actually. Uh, what if you microwave them? Yeah, you're not going to get as much of the nutrients, but it's okay. not like it's going to be bad for you. It's okay. A, yeah, I think so. My it, pop was on on point then. Yeah, it, it, right, as long as you didn't like butter everything and it wasn't all corn. Like, if if it's all corn, it's like <laughs> that might defeat the purpose a little bit on on uh, on some of those. But okay. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think not getting caught up if if frozen veggies is your most likely way of eating them and the best way that you're going to do it. I, I don't uh, I don't get caught up in those those details. I think that's still better than. Than none. Uh, than none. Than none. Yeah. What about the supplement world? I think if you if you have your uh, if you have your nutrition primarily dialed in, then you can you can supplement with some things. But for most people, supplements aren't necessary for uh, if we're talking if we're talking like fat loss and those things too. It's it just get it through through your diet. What about the the things like my uh, my mom was a uh, you know I mean she grew up in a different era. So healthy was different. Mm-hmm. 
I remember her getting on a, a juice plus kick where she was like, I can't get my fruits and vegetables. I can't eat them, so I'm going to take them in this little capsule. Mm-hmm. Help me. Again, there's there's supplements. There, uh, if you're not eating any fruits and vegetables, is getting something in a greens powder, a, a capsule, going to be better than nothing? Probably, but uh, I, th- I think if people are looking for, I think that's le- more the exception than, uh, like, if people are really digging for, and if people, I don't know if you're digging for, like, <laughs> right, but like, if people are digging for, like, reasons to not eat, to, like, do it through supplementation, I think we're looking at it from the wrong lens versus, there we go. Yeah, there are, there's a, of course, there's time and a place for supplements and our, our, our soil, the quality of our food. There's so many things that are, are, have gone down from, from a, quality standpoint that makes supplementation probably more necessary than it was in our grandparents age or anything like that. But uh, if, if we're looking for supplements to get out of the hard work of, of eating the right foods, then, uh, <laughs> then we might be doing it for the wrong reasons. Dave, I love you, man. I mean, you dude. this, is, this has been like the, the polygraph, the polygraph <laughs> test. He didn't know that he was going to be on the polygraph <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's incredible, man, because I think that this is, the questions that I'm asking is like what most of people are searching for, right? They're not searching for long-term because if you say to me, long-term, we're going to look at it over the next 50 years. I'm going to be like, then how do I know I got better, Dave? And you're going to be like, you're, you're alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, because people want to see these, these, you know, highs. And, and when I say people, I mean, I myself, I go through it. There was times where I'd do a push-up and then I'd look at my chest and be like, it's not any different. These push-ups suck. Let's switch the, the thought process or the, let's switch the conversation a little bit. And I mean, it's on the same realm, but into business, because when you're mastering your craft, like there is no way I've tried to get you to get me a 30 day, 33 day something. And you were like, nah, that's your, where you've mastered. That is your craft. A lot of times when people apply business to a craft, then then in comes the, if you market in these seven steps, mm-hmm. then you too will be a six, seven, eight figure, 10 figure business. Mm-hmm. How are you able to navigate that part? Yeah, that, that poses the challenges because for someone who, you know, for anyone that comes from, most people that come from a, a training, a physical therapy background, a health and medical thing, we're not taught to, you know, I think chiropractors do a really good job with it, but like we're not taught any business things in, uh, in school, zero, they we had maybe one business class and it was like how to build a budget for a hospital system to like, like something not even practical business related at, at all. And, and uh, I know most PT schools are, are like that. So came out with zero business knowledge. So the, the temptation is always there more so in health, health, something I've always been around business though, when it's new, it's like, Oh, that would be nice. Like, yeah, seven steps to do that. Or like this one, if I just <laughs> use their system, their proprietary, uh, you know, software or something, it will, it will lead to lead to this. And, uh, I think the temptation's more there for something that, uh, at least as of five years ago was totally, totally foreign to me. So that's, that's had to, you know, come with some hard lessons the same way that people learn health lessons the hard way of what does work and what, what doesn't work. Um, but what do we see time and time again is, uh, it's going to sound like a, you know, repeating myself, but uh, 
especially when it comes to like relationships, which is the the foundation for our business and our referrals and those things too. And how we've uh, definitely built 80, 90% of our business. We're sure there's some digital marketing things and social media strategies and different, you know, there's different, uh, you know, components of that, but that's the minority that a sliver compared to uh, just uh, relationships, getting results for people, caring about them, building relationships in our community. And uh, there's definitely no seven step process to, uh, building a building a local relationship and fostering that and getting them to to trust you and, and truly um, you know truly uh, forming relationships that are you know that that you generally care about like hey how can I help you how can I how can I serve you type of thing um, so that's and that's something that doesn't come with a you know with a, a 33 day uh, uh, <laughs> uh, you know shelf life on it or anything either so uh, that, that's something that uh, we've kind of stumbled into while I was looking for the the quick fix and those things too I found that. Well, time and time again, it's the, uh, you know, the slow efforts, the things that, uh, uh, at least from a, uh, you know, long lasting standpoint, but those things have, w- those things weathered us through a pandemic and those things weathered us through where I, I know a lot of friends that uh, got hit harder, had to close down or any of those things too, because maybe they had, you know, a, a different marketing strategy that wasn't as, uh, wasn't as, as sustainable or those things too, like something like relationships. We had so many people rally around us and, and, uh, you know, so, so thankful for our community in that sense, but that didn't come from a quick fix or a quick uh, implementation of how to, uh, like a marketing strategy or anything like that. Talk to us too about the pains of uh, the, <coughs> the entrepreneurism because, or entrepreneurialism, because I think a lot of, uh, especially in today's society, it's, it's very, um, it's very shiny. It's very exciting. Everyone talks about, I'm going to take my side hustle and then I'm going to turn it into a business and I don't want to work for anybody. And this is how I do it. And I got to be my own boss. Most of the people out there that if you're listening and you are thinking about going into the entrepreneurial space, there's a lot of stuff that people don't talk about. There's the dirty, the nasty. I mean, there's the part, and I would say that that's the majority of it. The shiny stuff is what they put on Instagram or on Facebook and they still like, yo, I'm balling or whatever it is. How were you able to navigate that? And especially being newly married, I'm doing the timeline in my head here. You moved out to California. You were very early married at that particular time. I know because I just saw it, it's your daughter mm-hmm. is very, very young. Mm-hmm. So you get married, you open a business, you move across the country and you have a baby. Talk to me about this. Yeah. Uh, all, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of, challenges and yet the the best things we did in in so many ways of the the learning and the growth that came uh came from it from uh you know and, and we threw so much at the uh we threw so much at our at our lives it's like okay was it was our uh are we thankful for the the crazy move across the country <laughs> starting a business uh you know do any, what, what combo of things what was uh was good but uh, we wouldn't we wouldn't change it for the world because we've we've grown so much through it and uh, there's been so many challenges from, uh, you know, from pretty much, I want to say cutting the, by no means cutting the cord, like we still keep in touch with so many people, but we, we needed a, you know, fresh start. And at the time when we moved out here, we didn't know, we didn't know why we really want, like when people ask for like, we wanted to, I, like we, we don't really have a great reason. We got married two weeks before that. We packed up our cars and we, we drove whatever we could, could fit out here. And I was literally applying for jobs on the, on the way Skirt. Stop right there. Two weeks, and then you move across the country yeah. to where no one is. 
correct. And probably one of the most expensive places in the friggin' universe to be able to live at. Accurate. That's awesome, man. And, and we were uh, completely naive at the time, but we're like, oh yeah, what can go wrong with like we didn't see <laughs> like what, what could go wrong with this? We were just so we were so so sure, and uh, um, you know, for us, God had such a, a hand in that. And in, in, in looking back, and uh, uh, just the, the way things were, were orchestrated. But to get back to your um, your question on on the entrepreneurial challenges, and those there's just like there were there were so many things that we were trying to figure. We we're trying to figure out marriage and figure out business and. Lindsay was still working for a, so she, she became, I'd worked for a couple of years before he moved out while she was finishing up school. So I was able to, uh, you know, create some pocket of, of savings and pay down, uh, pay down a lot of our loans. But then it switched where she's out here. She's the uh, breadwinner, so to speak. She, and I'm, I'm like, babe, I got this vision though. And, and, and even she at times was like, 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 I know, I know you have this vision. I can't fully see it, but like, this is still stressful. We still build. And it's like, there have been times where it's like, when, when are you going to like consider going back to, uh, you know, when it's not working as well as you thought early on. And, um, you know, those were tough conversations, but things that, you know, even though those, those, uh, those conversations came up, you know, she was always by my side and always, always trusting the vision, even though she couldn't, couldn't see it. And for any, uh, anyone married to an entrepreneur out there knows like sometimes they have some in their head and you can, we can try explaining it, but it's nothing like, uh, uh it's, it's hard to tangibly see. So, uh, I'm just so thankful that that she was able to stand in the gap and be like, no, like I don't, I don't see all this. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know what we're doing fully, but like I trust your leadership. I trust where we're where we're going, and um, and so thankful that that's uh, you know worked out the way that it has because it definitely could have ended different ways, which would have created different, uh, you know, different different learning experiences. But uh, uh, I think it's just the most incredible like personal growth and and uh, development journey that we've ever ever been on that. Uh, we wouldn't trade for for uh, for the world, but to get to your question of what people don't see is that there was a lot of suck in there too. Like it's it's easy to look at the outcome of it and, and be like, uh, oh, it's that's all great, but um, you have to you have to make sure the the order of your life is is uh you know in the right order first. If we were if if business was the number one or if our health or something was number like things would have things would have crumbled for us. Our you know thankful our foundation was was spiritually we had each other then was the the next priority and then and then we had uh making sure we're we're healthy in those areas we talk about of spiritually mentally physically all those things and then it's work and business and work and business is pretty high up there it just can't be it can't if we get out of order things would have uh things would have crumbled in a different way well <clears throat> i think it's so incredible man and to to hear it and what i'm hearing from you too man is like if you wouldn't have had Lindsay, like I couldn't imagine as an entrepreneur, I know, but hearing what you're talking about, I couldn't imagine you going through what you went through without having a, a, a spouse that was on the same page. And I'm not saying that we as men, oh, we're leading and you need to fight. And I'm, I'm saying that they, they're propping us up. They're, they're supporting us at times. They're, they're not just supporting like, Hey, I support you, but I'm talking about like, I'm holding your butt mm -hmm. out of the, out of the valley. Yeah. And you know, it goes back to the, the, the whole part of being, you know, healthy from the inside out. And, you know, I think that there's so many entrepreneurs out there, and I see them a ton, that say, I'm going to go and I'm going to be super crush it successful, and that's going to make everything okay. And I watch families fold, and I watch things like that. And it, it, at, at what point is it worth it? 
You know what I mean? At, at, at what, you know, we, we were very blessed and we've been very blessed to have, you know, um, multiple, uh, multi-million dollar businesses. And, but I found it was crazy because I told my wife when the pandemic hit and all of our income went away, I had a, a bike that my buddy gave me. He actually, he was like, well, you could pay for it if you want. And I said, well, I'll honor you. He said, how much? I was, it was 50 bucks. And I remember sitting on the, the porch and telling my wife, there was these visions of grandeur for me always. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to have this. I want to have that. And I said, I got to the point where if I can ride this $50 bike to the beach and write and read in the morning, pick my kids up from school, I don't need anything else. So as you're looking now, I mean, obviously, you're a very uh, driven individual. Um, you've mastered your craft at a very early age. Most people don't master their craft at 31 years old. And I'm not saying that you're at a place where you don't have to learn because you're constantly learning. I see that. Your wheels are turning. What do you see for iostrengthforperformance.com? What do you see for that as you move forward? What is it that you want? Do you want more locations? Do you want the location where you're at just to be at a higher level? Um, what is it? What is it that you see right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we definitely have a vision for for more locations within within North County, San Diego specifically, and um, you know we ha- we haven't uh, it's not in our heart yet to ex- expand beyond that. But uh, um, the f- families are, are really where we're you know, just find ourselves drawn to more though of, of the health of the families of of uh, you know of, of our community and, and those things too. And we'll talk about how important that is for um, you know that. It starts at it starts at the top of the, the family in, in terms of the example people are setting. So that's a uh, you know something that we really have a heart for uh, for serving the the families out there and um, showing people that that there there is hope. A lot of people that have, that come to see us have tried two, three, four other PTs, have tried Cairo, have tried often surgery or different things, and um, and we get really great results with those people too. So being a place of, of hope for uh, people that. Uh, you know, may have lost, lost some of that hope or think that there's no other ways or I've tried PT before those things too is, uh, uh, definitely, uh, you know, definitely, definitely something on our, our hearts of the people that, that we want to serve. And, um, you know, for those that are on the more proactive side though, too, like we, we have, uh, you know, we do have a more like training performance exercise programming side of our, our business too. That's, uh, um, more for the proactive people that are looking to stay out of that place too. We've got, a you incredible knowledge base for being able to help people that way as well. What about the kids? Because, <clears throat> you know, I see uh, and when uh, kids, I, I notice, right? So, you, you, and you probably see this more than I do, but, you know, you see the parents and generally the kids are going to be, I mean, they're, they're right in tow. They, they, I mean, if you look at the fitness of the parents, um, I have some friends who are freakish athletes. I look at their kids, they're freakish athletes too. How can you break those cycles? Say, like for those people out there listening that maybe didn't grow up with the, you know, I grew up with the four four three two. You know what that is? It was the food uh, food pyramid four four three two. That's the uh, what was it? That's the combination for me and you. That's what we used to sing, and it was like you know four breads or four you know four pieces of meat, whatever it was. But I mean, now I look at it and it's like if you ate that way, you're gonna be you ain't gonna be around very long. How are we able to decipher? Because when, well, two two part question. Number one is how can we get the kids involved and how can we break the cycles? But then the, the other part is 
how can we decipher from when something's garbage? Like, because when I was growing up, 4432 was it. Like, if you're my age and you hear 4432, Dave is looking at me like, he's weird. But you out there know it. You're, if you're watching or you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then I remember when my first daughter was born, <clears throat> when my first child was born, it was my daughter, McKenna. They said, no wine at all. It was a myth. And then when my son was about to be born, they were like, we did some new studies. One glass of red wine is really good for you. My wife was so happy when she heard that. She was like, yes, the doctor said that I get to have this wine. How do we know that five years from now, like, what do we, like, how do we decipher and know what to believe? Yeah, a couple good good questions there. I think the, the first one you're speaking on, uh, you know, how to, how to involve the, the kids, I, I think. Uh, and how to break the cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not a freakish athlete. How could I get my kids to be freakish athletes? I'd like that because they make a support of brother when he, you know, doesn't want to work anymore. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, you know, freakish athletes, a, a different conversation <laughs> than uh, how do we involve the kids on being healthy, for sure. But uh, it's a 33-day program. 33-day program. Know. Yeah, that, m- that one might take 40. Yeah. We, can, uh, <laughs> we can make that work. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, involving the kids, it, it's a, a lot of it comes down to down to example. What are, the, what are the things we're, you know, choosing to do? I think, uh, you know, depending on where like, hikes, active that things, get them into, you know, bike riding, sport, like finding things that, that they love too. I think uh, too often we like try and push kids into certain, certain activities or say we want to make them freakish athletes. So we uh, sign them up for like seven days a week of specific sport training. They're like, damn, I hate, like, I hate this. Why are you, <laughs> why are you having me going that? So I, I think just finding things that your, that your kid loves. I think that gets creative. Um, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to speak like a, a parent expert by any means for our little girls four months, uh, turned four months old this week. So uh, I've got a long way to go uh, on that sense, but I, I, I feel like it would be easy to, to get, uh, get complacent with that. It'd be like, Oh, I've tried, I've tried this, this, and this. So I don't know. I'm out of options, but you know, for it might require a lot of uh, us trying new things and doing that to, to find things that, uh, that our kids enjoy. I think, uh, uh, I think being aware of what's what's going on at uh, you know, from a school standpoint, from those other things, I don't uh, I, I I don't know what schools are feeding kids these days or anything too, but uh, you know that that is something that uh, that worries us. There's different different things that you know from that sense of being aware of what you know taking a taking a more active role in 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 uh, you know what's really going on in their lives. And this doesn't mean that they have to eat perfect. That's you know, the the other fear of ours is like going too strict on one thing and then it creates the, uh, you know, the falling off in other ways too. So it's, it's an ongoing challenge for parents. It's an ongoing thing, but, uh, I think, uh, you continue to take an active role in finding what that is from a food standpoint, from a movement standpoint, but the other things that are, uh, the foundations that are non-negotiable no matter what is, is sleep is, is some quality foods, getting some kind of movement, uh, stress, not creating a, you know, overly stressful, environment that can you know, that can cause un, un, uh, unwanted health things so i think some of those foundations are are sort of the uh core ones at least to uh to focus on anything you want to expand on that before the second part of your question was on uh i, I do want to just say to our listeners that how consistent this dude is what he just said is that you need to lead by example and it's not gonna be overnight <laughs> and like it's um, it's uncanny how consistent you are man like you don't find people that actually believe in what they're talking about. They don't. 
You don't. You scratch the surface and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can scratch it a little bit and they'll be like, ah, I don't really believe that. Mm-hmm. But it sounds good for marketing or for whatever it is. And that's why I mean, that's why I was so excited to have you on the show is because I want to expose people to somebody who truly, truly believes and is a master at their craft. If you come to see Dave and you sit down with him, your knee's not going to get better. Your body, your soul, <laughs> your mm-hmm. your being is going to get better. You know what I'm saying? I, I just think, I, I just want to compliment you on it, man. I just think it's amazing. And it, it sucks for me because I was like, damn, like I want to break the cycle. And I thought Dave was just going to be the genie in the bottle and be like, well, Kelly, if you do these three things, then your kids would be different. And what he said was, no, dummy, uh, if, if you'll lead by example and think long-term with your kids, then your kid's life can change. And I want my kid's life to change that way. But I do want him to be a freakish athlete in 33 days. So, uh, but go on to the <laughs> go on to the second one. Maybe the uh, maybe the next guest will be uh, okay. Maybe more promising for <laughs> no. that. But I uh, I appreciate that though, Kelly, and I received the uh, the compliment. It's something that uh, I appreciate you pointing out because it's something that I don't uh, isn't a, isn't a marketing strategy or anything that I've really given given thought to. But uh, I, I don't even realize it until you uh, until you pointed out. So thanks for that. I think it is your marketing strategy, man. I mean, it is like when a person touches you, if you touch, you know, iostrengthperformance.com, you come onto it, you're going to feel it. You're going to see it. You come and you get a chance to spend time with you in person. I mean, for those of you in the Midwest, I mean, it's nothing much more than a flight, like, you know, a flight out here. Or, you know, we have people listening from actually all over the world. And to experience you, I invite you, every single one of you, come to Carlsbad and see. And you'll meet his wife, you'll meet him, and you'll see that little daughter. They are living proof that this stuff works. I just think it's amazing. So how can we dispel and know what and decipher what it is to believe in this, you know, quote, unquote, more healthy, health conscious world? Mm-hmm. That's a, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big question because I, I, uh, wish I had a, a clear answer to it because that's something that I wrestle with. I know a lot of people wrestle with as we try and get the best practices for people to follow. It's like, well, is that what this place recommends or this place? And, uh, I, uh, I, I don't, I generally, I, I don't think from a you know health standpoint that the government is uh, by any means like purposely mis misleading or anything. I, I would, I would, uh, at least choose, choose to believe that. Um, but there are things that the government has, has put out or, um, you know, the, uh, uh, different, different places that right, like food pyramid, those things that have been, uh, <laughs> straight up unhealthy for, for us in terms of recommendation and, uh, studies that have come out that said saturated fat is the, the worst thing for, for our health. And then all these low fat foods came out and then they're like, actually fat's not the enemy. Sorry. These low fat foods were actually worse of all the chemicals and stuff we've put in them to make them engineer them as, as low fat. And, and those things, those things just happen. So I think, uh, I think having a having a team in your corner is is probably a good thing to have. Of when you look at a well-rounded having a physician in your corner that you can trust, having people that um, you can can make sense of things like basic blood work, can make sense of your uh, basic numbers from from that sense. I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I would I would couple some of that objective stuff with I wouldn't overlook your uh your body's common sense like how am I actually feeling not like how do I think I want to be feeling or how do I how do I feel like I want to be feeling but like what's my actual like how am I actually doing what do I what do I look like what do I feel like what some of those things can uh don't tell the whole story but uh those things can can go a long way too in terms of uh you know as you try different ways of eating or those things too I think the uh self-experimentation is a big thing for people though of making little tweaks here and there to see like 
wow, my energy's better. My sleep's better. I'm less stressed and I'm less brain foggy. Like those, those are all good metrics that uh, I find it hard to believe that if you're feeling really good mentally and physically that you're doing something wrong, so to speak. Talk to us about a, another buzzword just quickly is inflammation. People, I, I've never heard more people talk about inflammation. And I even find myself because I hear it a lot. And then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a sheep. Um, <laughs> but I hear it a lot. And then I'm like, man, like when I clench my fists, I can feel almost like it, it feels like someone, uh, the best way to explain it is somebody put, you know, the little needle for the uh, basketball, they put it in and they pumped it up in my hands felt. And I always think like, when I feel like that, I'm like, damn, I feel like professor clump, you know what I'm saying? From, uh, from the nutty professor, mm -hmm. you know? And so talk to us about inflammation and some, maybe some of the causes of that and how somebody can, you know, combat inflammation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Inflammation's, uh, definitely something that, uh, kind of goes along when we talk the, uh, you know, blood sugar, different hormonal things like inflammation is something we want to minimize. It's, uh, when we talk, uh, a lot of times the, uh, things people think of with, uh, like, um, clots in the, in the, around the heart or anything too is, is, a uh, you know, can potentially be traced back more to like inflammation than it can the actual, like, like fat things in terms of the, uh, um, like, uh, the particles getting stuck and the, the amount of room that they have to, to leave. And, uh, inflammation causes a lot of joint issues. We see a lot of, uh, a lot of the, some of the issues we've seen are, are, you know, turn out to be much less orthopedic, much more, inflammation eating some of those things too that we've it's been crazy what we've seen uh joint pain clear up from changes in diet irregardless of uh specifically even what we're what we're doing so there's there's such a there's a, a systemic you know approach to inflammation like like it can affect locally too like specific joints your hands those things too um but but the ability to manage it is is a uh, extremely important for how your body's functioning and, and feeling and how it's holding, holding water weight and all those things too. Um, so it's d definitely something to, uh, to be aware of. I think the, uh, you know, the, uh, things to, to focus on is, is probably not much different than a lot of the things we've been, uh, been talking about. If we're, uh, uh, if we're focusing on quality, quality foods and minimizing processed foods, sugar foods, uh, stress is like stress is one of those common overlooked one, but some of the, some of the common triggers in addition to what we've talked about would be, um, gluten, dairy, wheat, soy, um, alcohol can fall into it. Uh, those are some of the things to, to look at though, that, uh, not that all those are bad, but if you have a specific response to one of those that can cause inflammation where even healthy foods can be, uh, can be a source of inflammation if you're, if you're not careful. So there's, uh, the two things we'd recommend you can, you can do more of like a, an elimination type diet. It's, it's a little more, I don't say extreme, but as we talk, not doing 30 day things like whole 30 or something. I don't know if people are familiar with that. It's a, essentially 30 day. It's a program out there and it's 30 days of you remove all these things. And then you systematically over the next couple of weeks, add one of them back in to see how you feel. And this is where I originally found out that I had a much bigger problem with dairy than I thought where I took it out for 30 days. I added back in. I was like, my skin broke out. I was like super like had a headache or those. And, and I didn't think it affected me because it was such a low level for so long until you remove it for long enough. Uh, so th there's ways like that where you can self-test of you remove everything, you add it back in to see uh, if people don't have the uh, discipline for that. You can go get like a food sensitivity test or something like that too. Can be uh, can be beneficial. They have some good ones online now or s seeking out like a naturopathic doctor or something can be a good way to get some of those tests done if you just want the uh, like specific, hey, I take this blood work or stool sample or something and then uh, get the results back. 
the stool sample blew me away when uh, I heard about it the first time. I mean, sending your doo-doo out <laughs> to a company, I mean, this was this was hard for me to understand. Like, I didn't grow up, I mean, I don't know a- anybody. I, I didn't grow up mailing my doo-doo <laughs> to somebody, you know what I'm saying? It, but is, is this a normal, <coughs> is this a normal, because that's a gut health thing yeah. that can help out tremendously, am I correct? Mm-hmm. It can I, give a ton of information, yeah. Yeah, does it give more information than your blood? It's a good question, I, I don't know on that. Okay. Yeah. Just because I'm saying, like, I don't like to get my blood drawn, but, I mean, <laughs> ma- ma- mailing out doo-doo is, like, is a whole other thing. You know what I mean? It sounds a little easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that'd be tough. Yeah. That'd be tough for the mailman, too. Mailman would probably, like, do the blood. Yeah. <laughs> do the blood, man. <laughs> He's like, they don't give me enough uh, double wrap packages <laughs> to keep the smell out of that. <laughs> so the whole reason why I started the podcast, man, is because of my kids. Uh, it's Maddox and McKenna. Maddox is 10 years old and he's, he's so funny last night. He, uh, he got a Lego for Christmas and his has 1,334 pieces in this Lego. Mm-hmm. He comes down last night, opens every single bag and just dumps it out. And at like nine 30 at night, I come downstairs, I look at it and I'm like, son, and I'm just about to go into dad mode. Like, boy, I can't believe. And then I started to think about all the times where I was so excited about something that I didn't take the time to create a strategy that was long-term. And it's amazing that that happened last night because our conversation today. Because there's so many times in my life where I would get so excited about, oh my gosh, I'm going to do marketing and I'm going to go do it and I'm going to get the strategy. And then I just jump in and I open all the bags and I dump them out and I was just, and I'll be just like my son. And after 15 minutes, he was so frustrated because he could not find a piece. Mm-hmm. And what I've been hearing from you the whole time is, man, Calm down, sit down, seek wisdom, and then execute. And so, I mean, my my son is that, I mean, he's that excitable. He's joy all the time. Like, he is amazing. He's a superhero. My daughter is the, um, she's the artist. She's the heartfelt, loving, sarcastic as can be. Give you, she give you the business. She ain't, I mean, she ain't easing up on dad. She ain't easing up on nobody. Um, but heart of gold. So I made the podcast for those two individuals because I wanted to show them that iconic people like Dave are not superheroes, that you're simply a human being with a phenomenal attitude and crazy work ethic. So what advice would you give for Maddox and McKenna? And if you could give, uh, use their names, it would be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that's a, an amazing, uh, amazing cause for the podcast. And, uh, I, I love, uh, I love the way you, you tie that in and, and tie them in. So, uh, uh, I would say for uh, say their names though, Dave Maddox and McKenna. Don't get, you're, you're getting I'm, off. You ain't getting off without saying their names. No, you didn't even let me. Uh, okay, uh, all right. I just want to make sure. I want to check him. Sure. I mean, if you could Do see I? Dave on the podcast right now, Dave will twist me up in a pretzel <laughs> and uh, bench press me like fifty times. <laughs> but you know, while we're on the microphone, then I could act like I'm. You know, right. so Maddox and McKenna. Yes. Yes. So Maddox and McKenna, <laughs> I. Uh, I love your guys' heart. I love uh, I love the way your dad speaks about you. I, I can tell uh, I can tell the uh, the impact you've had on 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 uh, on his life. And uh, the advice I would I would give to you both would be to uh, um, to follow 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 those hearts, follow those those dreams that you guys have. Uh, I know you guys have unique uh, talents and those things and. Uh, don't compare yourselves though to, to other people around. Don't compare to what 
other people are doing. Uh, you are going to have people that tell you that you're crazy or that doesn't make sense or why would you do that? And uh, I would just tell you both to uh, to fight that at all costs. And uh, even if that comes from uh, loving voices of your parents or uh, of uh, people that uh, do mean well, uh, just, just know that uh, uh, you guys both have something great imprinted on your life. You have something great that you guys are going to do that uh, uh, will be unique to, to you guys specifically. So I, uh, I can't, I can't wait to see it. And uh, I just uh, want to urge you though, to, to follow that with all your heart, uh, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's hard, even when it's challenging. And even when uh, people are telling you that uh, it's not the right idea to, uh, to continue to follow that. So that's uh, my words for you, Maddox and McKenna. I love it, Dave, because <coughs> some way I feel that those are words that, that lifted you up too, you know? And what I want to encourage you with right now is because you are a master of your craft. And for those of you out there listening, if you're watching on Spotify, we want to thank you for that. Um, there's a QR code. You hit the QR code, uh, scan that. You can go right to the, to the website. Um, but what I want to encourage you with is because you're a master of your craft, which there's very few in the world that master what they do. But because of that, there's going to be times coming soon, very, very soon, that people are going to throw money at you. And they're going to throw money at you because they're going to want to expand your mastered craft. And I just want you to listen to this podcast when those guys come because I want you to listen to your words. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to come. And they are going to throw, and because they're going to want to expand you, they're going to want to take you, wh what you do, and they're going to be like, pow! And... There's very few of you in the world, man. There's very few businesses like you in the world that genuinely care about people and what you say. Like, it's amazing because if you guys go back and you, you rewind this, which you don't even rewind today, you just run the cursor back. I said to rewind for my dad. If you rewind, what you'll hear Dave talk about is, and one of the things that stood out to me was that if you come to get your knee healed, we're going to help your knee get healed, but we're also going to help you to perform better in your marriage. We're going to help you to perform better as a father, as a mother, or whatever it is, because those ailments can sometimes cause you to have a bad attitude towards your family, and you don't even know it. Um, man, I'm blown away. Like, I was so excited to have you on the show anyway, but I, I'm just, I'm blown away because of the authenticity of it and the fact of, I mean, honestly, for me, in, in this and not only in this area in uh, North County, um, but, you know, I think that there would be only, after listening to this podcast, like there would only be one place or one choice. There wouldn't even be a choice that you would want to be able to work with iostrengthperformance.com. Like it, it would make it, it would make, make so much sense because it's not just about the ailment. It's about getting you prepared for if an ailment comes and to be able to be whole in that place. And I, I just, man, I'm, I'm blown away by you. I appreciate you, Kelly, and, the, and those words. Uh, it, they mean a lot coming from you. I know where your heart is. I love your uh, your passion for this podcast and for the reason you're doing it and the uh, the people you bring on. I think it's so cool to uh, you know highlight these stories, and I'm thankful to be included in that. But uh, the amazing people that you're able to bring on to uh, you know to share these these things, these superheroes that are out there doing uh, doing seemingly with what we we often see probably coming on as as everyday things and. Uh, 
being able to highlight that, I think is uh, I think is amazing what you're doing. Well, it's definitely not an everyday thing, man. I mean, uh, you you see, and everybody out there listening, or <coughs> if you're watching, I apologize about that. Um, if you're watching. Um, we want to thank you, and we want you to understand that, that we're going to bring real-time people, and it's not going to be about what you do. I mean, we talked about what you do, but every time you laced in exactly who you are, and I think if more people would, would lock into that part, they always ask, like, they, they'll ask me all the time, like, how can I build my business? How can I market? How can I build a culture? How can I do all these things? And we always go back, I mean, honestly, like, we always go back to the three things. And it was the three things that I can't take any credit for it. My parents told me I was awesome. They told me I was beautiful. And they told me I could do anything. And with that foundation that the, my dad said that you build the people and then the people will build the business ultimately. And you see that happening with you and your wife. And there's going to be times, <clears throat> you know, and with in every entrepreneurial journey, there's going to be the times where you're like, you know, really, I'd like to pour some gas on this. Um, but I just want to, uh, again, I just, I can't reiterate it enough continue to do it the way that you're doing it because you're doing it right. And I'm just, my, I'm, my hat's off. So now is the time, uh, every one of you out there listening, watching, um, now you know what you need to do. You need to click the links. You need to check out our sponsors. You need to do all those things. You need to do what you need to do. The other thing that I'm going to tell you to do is I'm going to ask you to share this. I'm going to ask you to share this with every single person that maybe needs a little something, needs a little bit of Dave in their life. And that's Everybody. If you're feeling inflammation, if you got a little belly, if you got a little belly, you got a friend with a belly, send this to him. Don't tell him I'm sending you this podcast because you got a belly. But <laughs> I, what I want you to realize is that when you take and you put yourself around masters of their craft, you don't have to be good at it. It won't happen in 30 days. It won't happen in 33, but I probably, I'm going to try and get Dave to give me a 40-day program at some point. See what I can do. But share it. Share it with every single person that you possibly can because I, I believe that the more and more that the message, not only just uh, coming to see Dave, but um, the message of what Dave and his wife are doing can help not only the health of people, but it can help the health of businesses too. And I want to thank you so and let you know that you're officially off the hot seat. Appreciate you, Kevin. <laughs>